Does anyone need to get some water or take a break or anything like that? I've just been sipping as we go, so probably on the recording you'll hear like. <laughs> yeah, it's been That's really I... loud. <laughs> you almost spat. I almost got. I almost got Aaron to do a spit take right there. Um, I mean. I'm okay, so cool. I'm so gonna, we'll, we'll talk about the drinks, games next time. You try to drink water. I'm gonna try and we'll see what make happens. me laugh. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll Just talk about shitting and farting. <laughs> two topics that make me laugh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll talk about uh, the games for a second. Speaking of shitting and farting. <laughs> Welcome to Bundle Buddies, the podcast where we play through the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality. My name is Alex Honnett. My name is Eric Taylor Roth. The itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality was launched in June 2020 during the massive outcry for racial justice following George Floyd's murder by police. It has 1,741 items from 840 plus creators and it raised over $8 million. All proceeds were donated to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund as well as the Community Bail Fund. This is episode 43, and we have played 112 of the 1,365 playable games in the bundle. Thank you for joining us today. Mm, 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 mm. That sounds rad. Mm, 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 mm. You've been playing anything good, Alex? Uh, yeah, I've been playing freaking Outer Wilds some more. It's oh, so good. Such so a good, good game. I love As it. As you uncover and learn more. Oh, God. Um, it's interesting though, because it, it sort of like shifts from just an exploration game to kind of like a precision game. And that's wild to me. It's so cool. It's like, and then like a puzzle game. It's just sort of like, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, there's also a game I'm playing that is absolutely wild called everything by David O'Reilly. I picked it up when it was on sale a few weeks ago on itch. It's like one of those games that is it's like an art game more or less mm. but you're you're walking around playing as different animals uh and you can sort of interact with the world in interesting ways and based on interactions you unlock like things that cross things off from lists and then you can sort of like go did you ever see that that sh- I mean it's a, it's kind of like a little bit of a spoiler but you ever see that um thing in science class where it's like okay let's zoom way out and now let's zoom way in you know oh, uh-huh yeah 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 it's it's that that is okay. a game That's but cool. you're traveling around as these individual things and you can hop from thing to thing to go in different directions and that like being different things unlocks different possibilities but there's really not no point to it other than just to explore and like fuck around with it except for unlocking alan watts speeches that you play and then to get inspired by and there's really cool music <laughs> it, it fucking rules it's great that sounds great yeah um i was just in uh in indiana uh playing board games with uh bundle lieber andrew haywood and some buds we do a uh, a board game tournament that we started doing uh kind of like at the end of high school um and we played about 12 board games or something over the course of a weekend uh which was super fun but he's been playing um unexplored 2 which uh is very fun and uh he introduced us to that it's kind of a uh, like a role-playing game where like a roguelike rpg where when you die you come back and like time has passed and the empires sort of shifted and so like you kind of have this sort of last lasting effect uh on this sort of like 
large map. It's really cool. Very, very cool. Oh, that sounds fucking awesome. It's great. It's really fun. And then uh, we we played a lot of good board games. We played a game called Push Flicker Chop, which uh, I got to bring home with me, which is kind of like a bocce ball thing for the table. But we also played a game called Unicorn Fever, where you were uh, racing unicorns. We played a Dune board game. We played uh, Pax Renaissance. We played the Isle of Cats. Uh, we played a bunch of like sick board games. Cosmic Frog. <laughs> uh it's also funny to play board games after playing video games and then like realize five hours into into a game that like you've been playing with the rules wrong and you're like no no wonder this is broken no wonder this is going so poorly for all of us this game fucking sucks why does this game suck so much who would allow this game to be made oh it's because there's not a computer system doing the rules it's us it's us fucking idiot humans uh but it was a good time super fun yeah i hate us humans um great well this is a fun episode this week we got on aaron k van pay an actress and comedian based here in los angeles we have a really fun conversation about gaming as a child and the sort of communal nature of being a kid in the suburbs when you're like all gathered around a console she's awesome and very insightful and has a lot to say at the end sort of about being uh, a woman who who plays video games and like the kind of weird pressures to get out of it she experienced so definitely give it a listen she's, she's great she's lovely fantastic yeah. it's a good episode um the cause this week is uh is alexandria house alexandria house founded in 1996 is a traditional residence and house of hospitality we uh, they provide safe and supportive housing for women and children in the process of moving from emergency shelter to economic stability and permanent housing uh, located in the densely populated and ethnically diverse uh, mid wilshire area of los angeles they also serve uh, the broader neighborhood community by providing educational and enrichment opportunities for their neighbors as well as residents find out more at alexandriahouse.org or on twitter at a house underscore l a uh, we've donated to them if you don't send proof to bundle buddies podcast at gmail.com we'll shout you out on the show a house underscore la so that's they got the uh my twitter handle that i wanted <laughs> call me a house baby a house la uh should we get into it Let's get into it. Catch you guys after. See y'all on the other side. Listen to music when you drive. It fucking rules, and it's the best part about driving. It feels like you're in a movie. Yeah. I'm like, I'm always trying to like it. recreate that feeling, and I'm trying to like relive like my emo memories of like. You know, <laughs> and it's it's just really hard to do that when you're listening to. Uh, uh, talk about video games it doesn't it's not the same kind of memory the emo dream you had yeah I, you know i'm not the hero so that's uh, i have that's to actually that's where you're wrong because every bundle buddies podcast we've talked we think you are the hero of every bundle <laughs> yeah. buddies podcast. You know? so honored. uh you got any questions for us before we we jump into it sorry i don't know why i thought i could restart my computer safely i don't know why i thought hey this is this is so great listen i have computer problems i'm -hmm. i'm on my work computer right now i was like i'm just gonna suck it up and do it like my it person will never find out and it's not like i'm downloading anything but my computer is from 2013 and me and john share it because his like busted out like he got his on like groupon and it was like refurbished and then one day it just like turned white (laughs) (laughs) 
but just use mine because I almost exclusively use my work computer, which is the Lenovo ThinkPad, and I love it. Um, Those are good little machines. I really enjoy it, and I I want to become a Twitch streamer someday. So I need a new computer because these games were making our computer like pretty much blast off. Wow. It was like, nah, <laughs> yeah. like it's it's a web base and like yeah. it's still making it like this is literally off. as low touch as we could possibly I do. I feel like one of the things you and I both love JRPGs, mm-hmm. which uh, all, all three of us love JRPGs. I think mm-hmm. Eric has a little bit more of a complicated relationship with RPGs than I do. What? Um, what is that even? <laughs> like, how complicated of a relationship? I just you, never. You just, I never. You hate grinding. You hate grinding. Oh, oh I do. I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're. Yeah, you're. Like, you're a grinder, Aaron. I love grinding. That's like, like half. Yeah. That's half of our JRPGs. I feel like because you got to learn yeah. to learn to grind, or else you're in a you're in a, for a world of hurt. Well, it's see, when I go for it. Sorry, go ahead. It's mindless. When you're grinding, you're like, I'm dedicating two hours today to just grind and level up or whatever. And like, you can turn off your mind and just like, let it happen. And then it puts you so far ahead in the game. I don't Mm -hmm. always do it, but sometimes like I'm playing Earthbound right now. There are some moments where I'll just be like, okay, I'm going to dedicate, you know, the next 15 minutes. So funny because like that, like I didn't really, I found the combat in Earthbound, like, kind of silly and fun but like i do i do not like grounding in that game like very much just because like to me it's like something like that the combat is so like specific that the joy of it is like much more in the individual jokes and the encounters that happen the first time you do it but the actual system they have in place like just the menu based like yeah enemy on the screen it doesn't it's not really doesn't really do anything for me when i have to do that over and over again unlike in some other games for sure you have to really be like oh, this time I'm going to use PSI or I'm just going to do like mm-hmm. melee attacks mm-hmm. or like you kind of have to decide like, do I want to like take the easy way or do I want to try? Because you have all these like different PSI attacks that you can do. And I almost never use like brain shock, you know, like confusing mm-hmm. the enemy or whatever, like flash, making them cry. But if you find out like that's their weakness, you can make things a lot more fun. And you have mm-hmm. time too when it's like turn-based. Because I'm not, um, I most of the games I play are turn-based. Yeah. Um, except for the Final Fantasy VII remake was pretty much one of my first, like, not, what are they called? The opposite of turn-based, like, live action. Yeah, I mean, that one was weird, too. I haven't played that yet. I don't know if I will. I just, I don't know. Did you like it? But, no. Oh, I fucking love it. Yeah. I fucking love it. It's about, I loved it. I loved that it. Was, that is something that you two have in common. Those That is your game. Like, the, like well, the I game loved Final Fantasy. Into, yeah. So wait, so Final Fantasy. Well, can we? Okay, can we like start? Yes. Can we Let's start like early? Do you have like an early video game memory? Like, do you, like do you have a like this? This was it. This is clicked. It clicked. For sure. So I, my mom is was a teacher. Now she's a principal. Um, Damn. So speaking I, of grinding, you know, she sure. a level, yeah. level up progression. That she one. She grinded us. Like I was like, I feel like I was reading and like writing when I was like five. I have memories from like being two. Like I, I was functioning very highly as like a toddler. I got to, like the third level of Super Mario Brothers three at three. Like I'm like I'm three. Wow. I'm on the third level of Super Mario Brothers three. <laughs> and there was a nice sort of resonance for your three year old brain at that point. Yeah, That's- I mean. Yeah, that's incredible. That like, I mean, that game's kind of difficult. I mean, not like difficult, difficult, but like for a three-year-old, that's that's insane. Uh, no, I had a brother who was who was five, 
So he, he just showed me the way. Ah, perfect. Nice. <laughs> or just watching my dad or my brother play. And then you kind of like, at that age, I feel like you're just memorizing like the mm-hmm. moves or whatever without any real cognizance of like what you're actually doing. You're just mm-hmm. pressing the buttons or someone shows you or helps you or whatever. But like, that was like my earliest memory of that. And then we also had, and I was looking it up today. I'm like, which Legend of Zelda was it? It wasn't the first one. It was the second one. Oh, the side-scrolling one. Like, yeah, it was like very yeah. 2D, like Link's Adventure or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, And I played that one, of course, like Duck Hunt. And then we had Super Nintendo, and then it just like exploded from there for me. Uh, what Do you have a game that you remember on Super Nintendo? Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. I did like the, all the Donkey Kongs. Well, we didn't have oh. Donkey Kong 1. We would rent it from Blockbuster, but we never had it for whatever reason. I think our cousins had it. Okay. Um, so Dude. two and Donkey three. Kong, those Donkey Kong games ruled. I fucking loved oh, yeah. those games so much, and they looked so much more beautiful than they had any right to look at That's all. True. They were like it was like art. It was like beautiful art, like in the backgrounds. You know, um, who was your character that you like to play? I yeah, I'm I'm boring. I usually go with I was I would go with Donkey Kong. I know that that's yeah. not like there's. I'm sorry. Did you have I a... didn't really... The, the first one, I, I really only played the first one extensively. So I, for, it's like Donkey and Diddy were the only two options that I kind of mm-hmm. had. But then you introduced Dixie and Mankey and all of them, right? Kitty Kong. Kong? Yeah, Candy was, Candy was not Candy. an NPC, but... Um, Very hot, too. Long. Candy was, was so super hot. hot. And, you know, Dixie, Dixie was hot, but approachable. But who I like... <laughs> Another early memory I have is me and my brother and our friends, we were at a playground and my brother was at the top, um, like on the second floor of the playground. And he goes, Aaron loves. And I remember just beating him because he was about to reveal my biggest secret was that I was in love with Diddy Kong. (laughs) (laughs) First crush. (laughs) I mean, Diddy Kong had, he had something going for him. You know what I, I, I'm just like remembering right now is the um did you did you play multiplayer with it because um, like you could play no, I don't think so like you could play it two player and basically what would happen is like one of you was controlling it right like so this was kind of like their early sort of like idea for how to do a two player side scroller and so like you would be it would be sort of like okay Donkey Kong is going right now you know, and then if Donkey Kong died, Diddy Kong could kind of take over and try and yeah, exactly. take it from there. Um, but if you wanted to like switch who was kind of in the driver's seat, they would do like a high five behind the back. And yeah. like, uh, like, hell, like, yeah. That's what it sounded yeah. like. <laughs> it was like a full on like pause though. Like the way like the screen would like just freeze and then they mm-hmm. would like sh- fully shift. So it was like so clear that that yeah. was what was happening. Now that I remember that. that. I think I probably did that with my brother, but we kind of, I like to also just watch him play video games. Like I would wake him up early on Saturday, be super <laughs> close, be like 7 a.m. I'm like, please, can I please watch you play video games? Uh, I love watching and then... You know, after a while, I liked playing myself because, you know, I had like more function, higher functioning in my brain at that point that I didn't oh have, just have to watch. Um, so, yeah. And then Diddy Kong, he was super hot because he didn't wear pants, you know, like there was nothing <laughs> left to the imagination. <laughs> Is that really a thought you had of like he's so naughty because he doesn't wear pants? <laughs> I don't know what it was, but then I remember posting about this. Like I made a TikTok or something about it. And then somebody's like, oh, like he's your type. And I'm like, is John, my fiance, 
like Diddy Kong? Like, do I was when you when you brought that up, honestly, Aaron, I was trying to think like <laughs> I was thinking did. he's more yeah. of a he's more of a Grandpa Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Cranky Kong. Cranky. Cranky. No, I feel like he's more of a what's the the alligator's name? The alligator King boss K. Rule. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> K. Rule. Cruel. No, Chad's got a Diddy Kong vibe to him. He's, he's like, mischievous. He's fun yeah, and spunky. For sure. Yeah. And I guess like he wears hats, you know? Sometimes yeah. he does kind of Winnie the Pooh it with just a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are constantly high fiving around the house. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, um, did you guys remember the level of that game where it's like the sunset on the jungle? I feel like people often talk about in that game. And like, it goes oh, tonight. Yeah. Yes, like the exactly. day to night. Yeah, yeah. I think that was in two. No, it's like, in, it's in the first one because it's that's the, first... it's the first one where you have that orangutan that's throwing the steel barrels at you, I think. Uh, I, sort of like I caught Donkey Kong Country one as an adult, like in maybe 2016. I think I my brother gave me he had like two Super Nintendos and he let me take one. I think mm. that's when I got it. But there's a level I can't get past, so I just Which I stopped. Like, I don't remember. It was I think I think it was on like there's like worlds, right? Right. And so I think it's on the somewhere on the second world. Oh um, wow, yeah. The icy one been, is that is that when it gets no. icy? No, 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 no. no. Oh. I'm sorry. Alex. I think it was still in the jungle. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, so sorry. My bad. I, I'm glad you I had it on. I had the the Game Boy version. Oh which yeah, was super fun. The really? Yeah, yeah. They they made a Game Boy, uh, Donkey Kong, whatever land country. Now, Wait, what color were your Game Boys? Both. Of you? <laughs> okay, I think I I had oh I had a see through one. Yeah, my... so did I. Whoa. Hell yeah. That's, you guys were rich because yeah. I had a lime green one. <laughs> well, I th- yeah, it was the... We were rich. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> Thank you. We yeah. were real rich. We were um, uh, yeah, it was before... Like, this was, like, the first Game Boy that they released that was not, like, the, like, you know... The Boy. Yeah, so yeah. it was... My parents wouldn't get me a Game Boy, and then at some point, you know... I feel like just at some point they just were like, well, let's give this fucking weird kid something. He just like to occupy his brain. He seems <laughs> sure. to need a like constant video game baby. Otherwise he's going to get uh, really out of hand really quickly. Yeah. He's going to start online, you know? Yeah. Um, um, Donkey Kong Country specifically, like that was, that's a game that I beat in its entirety. You know, sure. I like went through the whole thing. I, tried to like 100% as close as I could sort of a thing. There's yeah. a fake out at the end of it, which is one of my favorite video game moments of all time. Wait, here's, my, here's my impression of, of when you try to like jump on uh, the the uh, the alligator guy, but like it doesn't it doesn't hurt. Oh, I, I, I'm so excited to hear this. Yep. Is that right? <laughs> bah! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, there's a lot of that sort of just like monosyllabic, just like the a bird going bah! or like <laughs> like a lot of those one sound things. Wait, okay, no, Aaron, can we get to how do we get to Final Fantasy VII from here? Oh yeah, we'll have to, the, the, my your... last thing because it's so epic. There's the one where the castle just keep castle crush. It just keeps going up, mm. and you have to like get to the top of the castle without being crushed. That is, it's a later on level. I think it's on the last world before, um, before the big boss. So Whoa. that's it. I would highly recommend someone someone watch a Castle Crush walkthrough. Super cool. 
Mm. It's a hard one, too. Um, sorry, we can get to Final Fantasy VII now because... Wait, but okay, so will you will you take me on a small journey from uh, Donkey Kong Country to Final Fantasy VII for you? Is it? Did you get the PlayStation right after the Super Nintendo? Yeah, or did we get a... What was first? I think PlayStation and then Nintendo 64, right? Or maybe it was Nintendo 64 and then PlayStation. Oh, like, so you, did, you got both of them? Yeah. Oh um, yeah, who's the who's the rich kid now, Aaron? Yeah. Jesus Christ! Solid middle class that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, but we were solid middle class. Um, Union jobs in Wisconsin, an incredible, <laughs> an incredible time in Wisconsin's history. It's great, yeah. Um, so the, we got the PlayStation, and my brother played it. Here's the thing: it wasn't just a game for us; our whole neighborhood was obsessed. So we would go over to like our front, like across the street. Um, the Bowmans, they'd be playing it too. My friend was Abby, and then there was like a a middle kid named uh, Matt, and then the older kid who was my brother's age named Ryan. We'd all kind of like kind of gather around and like watch him play. It was kind. Of, it was like this is Final Fantasy kind of like Seven. Final Fantasy Seven, yeah. But like then we'd go home and play it. And like, it sucked me in so hard. I thought my first screen name was, and I called her Aries because like, I didn't, you know, you didn't know how to look anything up. Aries 920, which was my um, area code. That was my first screen name. <laughs> That's really bad for child predator reasons. I, know, I, feel like. I mean, I had lots of online boyfriends at that point when I was like nine, but like, I was truly obsessed. I thought I was her. I would dress up like her, do like the bangs and stuff like that. And like, I was obsessed. I'd look at all their stats. We had like the guide and I'd like just pour through as I was playing like, oh, like Aries is, or Aries is like 22 years old. Like her favorite color is, you know, this. And I'm like, oh my God, like all this information. Like I was in that world. Oh, I was no. obsessed. We'd, I'd play oh, with no. my friends. I'd be like, okay, this is the plot. And to, to my friends who didn't play, like this is the plot. This is who you are. And this is the scenario, you know? So was it, and I'm selling was it flowers. I mean, how did you feel? How did you feel when Aries, you know, met her? Met her. Met her I mean, it was super tragic, and I feel like that was like a gather round and watch, you know, like for the neighborhood because <laughs> we called them cinema scenes. It was the cinema scene. Uh huh. Um, and I'd be like, come watch the cinema scene. This is the one. But I remember being a little perturbed that there wasn't any blood. <laughs> Oh, wow. The sword goes right through her and it's like no blood. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, is she like, I mean, she's an ancient, so maybe she's special. You know, maybe she doesn't mm. have blood. Uh -huh. But it was confusing <laughs> and it was tragic. And I replayed this year. I, I play it once every like five years. I'll play. Yeah. Um, I played it this year. And even now, like tear up at the, yeah. when it happens. It's like, it's so tragic. And it's like, this is my favorite character. And like, she's got great gospel, which I didn't fucking i was almost a great gospel her final limit break uh, and i was like no i'm just gonna go and then like i had for whatever reason i never got to go back although i did save right before i was not able to use her again so i can grind and get great gospel um, uh -huh. like but she's got such good healing limit breaks and like her storyline's the best and like tiffa fuck you you know and i know kate was damn wow. tiffa fuck you it was like i'm a tiffa girl and i'm like i love tiffa or tifa i don't know how you would i don't even remember from the final fantasy 7 remake it's just the only words are the ones that are from when i was a kid like right, totally. even if it's wrong i'm like i don't even care like tiffa i'm like you know like you're a fucking try hard although in final fantasy 7 <laughs> remake I really loved her, but I'm still was like, it was forever because like, I feel special. I'm a special person. So I like, I had this like very self-inflated 
like I'm magic, you know, like <laughs> make a potion and stuff like that, and like try and like you know get the sun to hit like this ornament and like you know have powers and stuff like that. Like that was the kind of kid I was, where I was like I'm magic. I really relate to Aries. Oh, I asked Santa one year to I. I- found a bunch of sticks in the woods and I wrote on them in marker about the kind of magic powers I'd like to have imbued in each of them Uh and uh, left them under the tree. And then I was like, this is going to be sick. I'm going to get like a staff that can like cause flight for me. One that can make fire. This is going to be awesome. And then when it didn't happen, I was like, huh, this is weird because I was definitely good this year. And I guess maybe magic's not real kind of a thing. You know what I, I mean? mean? Did like, your parents did your parents even know about it? Like were you like, this is what's happening? Like they just were like, we're not even gonna touch this. You know, I can't even remember about that. I remember I left them under the tree, so they definitely saw them, but I don't know if they could understand the ruins that mm-hmm. I had written on them that would specifically <laughs> You're writing describe. Like, yeah, exactly. Your own little language on there. Yeah, totally. Because at that point when you're a parent, you're like what yeah <laughs> like, uh i look look bud i can't fucking do this and i'm not mm-hmm. really sure how to tackle this in a way that might preserve that my my dad we this just came out at um my our wedding uh, a year ago but he used to dress up in this incredibly scary wolf mask oh my God. to scare my sister in bed <gasps> like if your sister yeah, it was, this was not something we did because he kind of got the sense from her of just like, you know, oh, she's like kind of uh, into being scared mm-hmm. and feeling like weird like this. Mm-hmm. And she was like horrified of her for so long. And then one time she was snooping around and she found the wolf mask. There you go. And she was like to my dad, I know the wolf's not real. I know you're the wolf. Oh, my and God. He, he was like, no, the wolf's he real. I don't know. Like, I'm going to get you like as dad. Like he truly was like, here's a full mythical creature scaring you. I'm not going to mention that it's me. Like you have to find that out on your own. Yeah. And wow. but but the whole thing was that the when that we moved, the wolf didn't come with. So that was how he like faded it out, like mm-hmm. past a certain point. It's like the wolf doesn't exist anymore sort of a thing. <laughs> And uh, it was so I actually because... I really love this this dynamic. Sorry, go ahead. Finish this. Finish your <laughs> finish your. Thought. No, it was very funny uh, because Katie's sister was like, "What's the plan? What's like the parenting strategy behind that, yeah. Chuck?" You know, asking my dad. He's like, "I don't know. It's just kind of a fun thing that you could do when you have kids." <laughs> there was a lot I, uh... of imbalances in you know the the eighties and nineties in terms of like we're just gonna see what we can get away with because yeah. no, oh, there's yeah. no. You know, people like people don't see your decisions unless they're like with you at that moment. So like, yeah. there's also a lot less information about like what will traumatize you for the rest of your life. Oh, <laughs> the thing is, the thing is too is like uh, we explicitly as a family love that story so much. Mm-hmm. Lauren completely loves my sister. Does she like to be scared? Is, does she like scary movies and all that? She, stuff? I mean, she does, but she doesn't really seek it out. But she, yeah. she, she likes it. Like, I, I love that. Think, this I don't is, think much scares her. You know, I think mm. that this dynamic between like your two personalities, uh, that like you, uh, that like Flo is is somebody who like loved to be scared or like you know was ter- your dad was like terrifying her with this yeah. wolf mask. And like you were just sort of like putting sticks that would maybe make you fly underneath the <laughs> Christmas tree, and I think like, like that as like your two personalities now, like kind of stays pretty true. I think what well, I think the best part about it too to think about, and we're recording this on Father's Day, so you know, shout out mm-hmm. to Chuck Hanet. He's definitely not listening, um, <laughs> but I think it's an incredible like 
rec- like he recognized in uh, Florin that, or in me specifically, that like he should not do shit like that because I would not be able to handle it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he's a sensitive kid. He's trying his best, but sometimes his feelings get the best of him. Kind of a thing. Versus Florin, like she's not afraid of anything. She'll fucking beat up guys on the playground. She likes to encounter the wolf and call bullshit on stuff. Yeah, like the whole thing. That's good parenting right there. Um, Aaron, I want to get back to Final Fantasy VII for a second. For sure. Just on the, I'd like to keep on talking about my family's wolf story. No, no, no. Well, I, the the communal aspect of it, because mm. I think that like mm-hmm. that was one of the first games that I I made friends in uh, school because mm-hmm. we were talking about what we were doing exactly. in Final Fantasy VII. There was something that was so compelling about the narrative and so epic about the storytelling mm-hmm. um and, and 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 i think it's really f- fun to hear that like you had this sort of like that it was this like group activity in a way that like mm-hmm. i don't know like you know people used to gather around like old-timey radios or whatever Completely. i mean it felt like our little secret you know what i mean because not mm-hmm. everybody played or like people had different interests but like when you find something special, you just like, you want to share it with your friends and you want everyone to be involved. It's kind of like, I felt the same way about like Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. Yeah. That was a very special thing to me. Um, But also, so my friend's brother, he may have been dyslexic or just like, we're at the age where you can like barely read. Uh He would name things. He'd be like, oh, it's Shrina, you know, Shinra. Or he called... Uh the apocalypse sword he called it epilepsy he's like i just i just gained the epilepsy sword <laughs> nibelheim instead of or like Nib- Nibel- nibelheim or something like that so everything we pronounced completely incorrectly and it just carried over from like family to family like i never had a clear <laughs> sense of like how to pronounce any of the things in final fantasy 7 until until i was at like you know a seventh grade reading level <laughs> yeah. uh I, I mean, yeah. the, what the the communal aspect is interesting because the first time I played through, I was with my my two cousins, mm-hmm. and we played through. We'd like visit them like once, uh, like every two weeks or something like that, and so they wouldn't play when I wasn't around. Wow, that must have taken together. a long time. Yeah, but it yeah, it took a really it took us like probably like two months or something like it's that. It was three like, deaths. It very, yeah, it took a very but- long time. It's easy though for that game, and I had a check-in system. I play video games too much, so I had to, I had a notebook where I had to sign in. I can only play two hours every other day; otherwise, I would sit down and play for eight hours. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Like you need to go outside or whatever. Um, but it's really easy. I mean, it takes forever to get through. It's three discs. Yeah, it's know? very long. And that's like, a very long time. That game, I I'm, feel like you're just like, it's beautiful in retrospect, but like. I tried to replay it recently, and there's just so much time where you're just like running across a like landscape, and the landscape is pretty, but like it's a it's paced in a way that I just I can't really tolerate anymore. And I think maybe this is also mm-hmm. part of the like the like not into the grind kind of mm-hmm. aspect of it. But I just like it's slow. It's very slow. You need a lot of patience because you do run into a ton of enemies until you can get the enemy away materia, which is in like the la- the end of the second disc or the end of the second part. Uh-huh. You know, like you have no options. Like you have to get into all these battles or you can run away. Yeah. And a lot of times I would play when I was a little bit younger, I would just run away from a lot of battles because I didn't want to. <laughs> and I have this muscle memory of any time that, um, I would get into a battle and hear like a noise. I would roll my eyes and I found myself 
you know, playing this when I started a couple months ago, rolling my eyes when I would hear this because I used to do that. Like that was like how I felt about having to go into battle. But- Dude, that's so funny. There, I mean, with that game specifically, it keeps on coming up in these uh, podcasts. I think it's you know generally we're talking to a lot of people who are around our age and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that was such a formative game, but also that's like one of the first games like that it like now when you make a game everyone has an opinion because everyone plays so many video games Mm -hmm. and there is like such a video game industry but back then it sort of felt like oh the game designers were the experts on game design and we just consumed these things so Mm. i didn't even think about how this is boring it's taking too long or something like that i was just (laughs) like this is the world in which i exist Mm -hmm. in and i take all of it for granted as the way it works i'm not thinking like ugh, you know this thing handles pretty sticky, you know, and I'm just like, this is, I take it for exactly what it is. And I appreciate it at that sort of specific level. There's just a lot, like, I I just think now you could never do something Mm -mm. like that. You know, like there's, there's too many questions of like, is this fun or not? Am I having fun every moment of the thing kind of thing? Or if you're not, it's like, oh, this game is supposed to not be fun. So that's how I'm supposed to be feeling right now, as opposed to actually experiencing it like uh, purely, through the first time you know well i think also people i mean like people um a games are released like not fully completed now Mm -hmm. which i think is Mm -hmm. is interesting and then also people take for granted how incredible the technology is that they're interacting with unbelievable when it when it like when it fucks up in some ways right which which can be frustrating sure but like I we I think in in a lot of ways we saw that stuff as magic, right? Like it was it was magic that I could like put a, a disc into a machine and then that machine gave me something that I could interact with, right? Like mm-hmm. that was that was just magical. Truly and the idea, transported. Yeah, yeah exactly. the idea that like like I could have an opinion on that <laughs> was like yeah, just too young but like now yeah, it's like, or like being critical like you can't be critical when you don't have like a ton of options i feel like everything right. is just like the coolest thing ever you know what i mean i mean yeah. the technology i look back now and as i'm playing you know in my 30s and i'm like oh wow like the graphics are like pretty piss poor but it's like that's just the way it was yeah yeah and it like <laughs> they, they had the incredible. blocky hands yeah, and yeah. Then, so, although i would have friends come over and like make fun of like like people who didn't play like the square like your square man like you're running around with that square man <laughs> and I was like, stop making fun of the graphics these are like groundbreaking you know <laughs> you're like, running you around with the cinema square scenes. man yeah, exactly. yeah do you have a I, do you have an all-time favorite game aaron well, yeah, it's Final Fantasy VII, but I am nice. replaying through Earthbound right now, and I'm having an excellent time. Yeah, so good. I really am. Mother, if you're, yes. you know. Mother 2. Mother 2, um, which I'm like, how do I get my hands on Mother 1 and 3? You can get Mother 3 if you get a Game Boy Advance emulator. There's fan translations okay. out there. Jonah, uh, our guest, um, a few, oh, God, forever ago. Probably like seven point. months ago, yeah. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. in December um was or no before december it hipped me on how to get it and then my mm-hmm. computer crashed and i lost my save file and i haven't booted it back up but honestly aaron it'd be mm-hmm. fun to play uh with you on twitch or something like that for like, sure and um i'm just starting i need to get, maybe i need to get a gaming pc or something instead of waiting for me and john our shared shared back or whatever um 
because, and I feel like this is, okay, so when I was in, I was a communications major because like, you know, why try if you don't have to? <laughs> and I remember taking the history of the internet class. And one of the things that we talked about was like how women in video games, it was like the, it was at the time, like, I don't know, 2009 or something. And like the games were starting to become more collaborative and women would just get harassed so badly. Yeah. So, so, so badly online. They would get death threats. They would get doxxed. And like, there was this whole concept of like women stop playing video games, like people who play. And this happened to me too. You stop at a certain time because your responsibilities in your household become too great, whether or not you're married or single or whatever. Wow. The exact same thing happened to me when I went to college. I had too many responsibilities. I had too many things to do. I had... And it was like, I felt the pressure of having to do them. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I can't play video games anymore because I'm, you know, I'm too old now. Or like, I have to go do this thing and be mature or whatever. And I really, that really resonated with me. So I lost out on like everything from like, I feel like 2009 to like very recently where I kind of rediscovered things again. Although I would play like on my systems or whatever. I've never even logged into Twitch, which I'm like, it's so ambitious to me to want to be a Twitch streamer. But I'm like, I work in tech. I'll be able to figure it out. Um, I never... Played, like I said, nothing, no Steam, no, um, what are they called? Simulators or anything like that. That is like a completely dark area for me because I just felt like I didn't, I couldn't do it, you know? Like mm -hmm. I, I couldn't waste my time or whatever. But now I realize it's not wasting your time in any way. No. You know, I kind of had to like get over that. But it is a weird society thing where like I feel like women are kind of discouraged at a certain age to like stop doing that kind of thing and also i didn't want to get fucking harassed you know what i mean oh, i already yeah. got harassed i mean that's enough. very real <laughs> yeah i already I got think harassed enough still... when i wrote for like the school newspaper people would like email me to harass me you know what <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah well i i i i, I unfortunately do not I've, I've never really experienced oh, yeah. the, mm -hmm. the level of harassment i think women have to deal with but i can only imagine like how fucking awful it is i mean the, the <laughs> The the worst I saw was when my friend Caitlin would like we'd be playing Halo all together or something like that with people mm -hmm. online and mm -hmm. she'd get on the mic for a second and they'd be like, yep. Oh my god, it's a girl, do you have boobs? How about your boobs? Yep. What's going on? All this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, Jesus Christ, guys. The first person shooters or whatever, I'm like, I'm never gonna get into it because people were so rude. And it was yeah. children. It was children yeah. harassing you, like a twelve year olds, you know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, that's like, why whenever boys get yeah. on, I'm like, Oh god, it's a boy. How big is your dick? How big is your dick, little boy? How big is your dick? <laughs> I know so er Eric is like going after boys really hard these days. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's actually a different. It's a different kind of problem to be totally honest. For sure. We played three games this week. Specifically, Aaron asked us to find games that we could play online in the browser. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what we did. Um, the first game we played was "I'm Bored." Let's explore in parentheses ruins mm -hmm. by that guy and um, an exploration fantasy adventure walking simulator made with bitsy a game about discovering the past with a sibling full stop yeah uh so it's like a, it looks like a game boy game and you're going through ruins which also are an office and an it's kind of actually it's an a playable short office. story by like yeah. a high schooler is the way it feels like sort of like yeah. uh -huh. uh, sophomoric like silly humor which exactly i appreciate a little bit and that's yeah. it i mean it, i don't even know what the fuck to say about this to be totally honest <laughs> you know i went through a couple times because i'm like did i miss something and i did oh, i missed funny. one room but i was oh. like in a shorter so here's the thing and when you have like a shorter game, you would think that when you're doing the dialogue, you would make the dialogue unique and distinct for each particular encounter. 
but they were used a lot, which I thought was yeah. interesting. Um, and I do think that the person who wrote it was relatively young, so I don't want to be like no shitting and farting on them, but like <laughs> right. <laughs> My dot just popped up when I made that sound. Oh, she was like, "What are you doing?" But it was definitely like, oh, I think that this person just learned what the word guano meant and they're going to incorporate, like they just learned in like their, you know, biology class what guano is and they're just going to like incorporate it into like a bat, a bat drops guano and flies away. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I like the, the like, there is like the excessive use of dialogue sometimes where like you, because you just sort of move over these icons right like and and then like mm-hmm. you get some dialogue that'll happen but like the skeleton one like there was one where it was like you try to stab this like your sister tries to stab the skeleton it looks down like, in the yeah. rib cage and then back at you like what i'm a skeleton and then you <laughs> it's like and then it like its head falls off and it runs away Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the one with the gun where you shoot the gun yeah. it goes through the skeleton but then you throw the gun at the skeleton's head and it gets knocked off and then yeah. you're like yeah always bring a gun yeah. Yeah. Or the <laughs> like, you want to go like, pick up hit, that gun you hit the bat with the rolled up newspaper and it flies away that was the one that repeated a bunch and I know this because I literally just went through again to like find <laughs> stuff and um, yeah it was they also said damn Skippy at one point and I'm like <laughs> I'm like, this is a child because there's just no, like, I'm like, it's probably so, like a child with a Gen Z parent. You know what I mean? Because I, like, Wait, a Gen Z parent say, or a Gen X parent, a Gen <laughs> X parent, or like, you know, um, I'm like, damn, Skippy's like not in my vocabulary. I haven't heard that for such a long time. It's got to be like a child who heard their parents say it. You know what I mean? Because like, totally. damn, Skippy, you know, like where I'll be like, oh, like, um, like I'll say something from like uh, Spinal Tap. You know, or I'll be like a teen saying something for Spanish now because I heard my dad say it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Totally. totally. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. And also they were fighting in the beginning and I thought that was, it was kind of charming where they're like, oh, like you brought a gun. What are you going to do with the gun? <laughs> like, oh my God. Is this a comment on gun control? <laughs> I mean, you know, someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was it was cute. It definitely it felt like very drafty in a lot of ways, right? Like just sort of I the fact that it was ruins and then like they started talking about it being an office. I thought was I like I wrote down ancient temple government building is how they described it. Oh, ancient temple government building. That's so funny. That's so mm-hmm. that is so unique and funny <laughs> that you would go that you would de- like design ruins to explore but those ruins are like the most mundane thing in the world but maybe like if you're a kid that's not maybe an office building is like really exotic and exciting it's exotic because you've never been there or like, i mean yeah. the, the i think the bottom line for me is like i this game was more charming than mm-hmm. it has any right to be given sort of like there's you're not really there's no inventory you're not doing anything you're scrolling over things and kind of exploring an area you know it's it's a it feels like kind of a, a school project but it's a school project that I would give an A for because it was creative sure. and silly and fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Are we getting to having final thoughts? Having said that, I'm a pass on this one. <laughs> Even though I gave this, yeah. I give the project an A. You know, I mean, there's not a lot of game going on in here. It's it, I, it was cute and it's a good time. And if you're someone who is starting out and wants to use Bitsy for game design and see like some of the ways you can use it in certain things, I think this is a very 
cool, low touch way to do that to see kind of some of the options for you. But if you're someone who is looking for a game to play in the bundle that wants to check it out, you can uh, confidently skip this one, even though it's some great work. Thank you, get yeah. that guy in him. Whoever uh, made how about this, you, I'm very proud of them. I'm very proud of whoever made this, truly, because it is it is a feat, you know. And just a note, you know, like you can have a like if you have a plot, like you don't have to be able to pick up the items or like gather stuff or whatever. But you know, you could have a plot. You could have something a beginning, a middle, and an end. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Totally. Like just just a small storytelling tip. And I know it's hard. And like I've written a ton of stuff that I, like makes you know that doesn't follow that or whatever. But that's all you really need to think of. And I think you did a great job. You're on a great track. And, you know, who are we in our 30s? Like, dissing a fucking 15-year-old, right? <laughs> and meanwhile, the fucking 45-year-old who made this is sitting at home. Like... <laughs> Just like, oh, no. Oh, Shaking their damn head. Are you, yeah. a, are you a pass or player? I'm a, I'm a pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm in a, a pass, too. It's, it is cute. It's fun. There's some... Uh, quirky little dialogue i i think it's a ghost that you kind of encounter at the end mm-hmm. um but but yeah it's a little it's a little bit too small and a little uh unpolished in, in ways that uh that kind of doesn't quite knock it over to the other side but um but still like cool let's explore ruins i also mm-hmm. i've been like so over quarantine like i go into the office a couple times a week like a- an empty office alone oh, so wow. like to me that's not a that's not a, a fun thing i want to explore in my video game world but it is kind of cool the concept of like exploring a post-pandemic office room. yeah so imagine what if offices never came back and then people went back in a hundred years or something like that mm-hmm. that's what they were encountering i and mean you're the game, ghost at the end this game could be you know before it's time in that way yeah. um okay next game is sound strider by shift back tick an adventure abstract atmospheric audio exploration minimalist non-violent procedurally generated psychedelic walking simulator description enter a synthesized reality explore endless worlds playing instruments save bookmarks an audio game best experience with headphones sound striders a psychedelic exploration game walking simulator music generator and relaxation tool this game is fucking wild y'all this game mm-hmm. is truly truly wild i mean so to it's the it's colors and yeah. it sounds and as you move yeah. your mouse around the the sounds kind of change and you can also on the keyboard type on the keyboard and click sounds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the, that's the game. That's the game. Yeah. What we also, you... it was the demo version too. So it, yes. perhaps, perhaps there is more, but I do. I had a great time because I had a couple cocktails before I sat down and played this. <laughs> that is exactly the mm-hmm. way to do it. It's like in an altered state where you yes, are. Yes, or high or yeah. you know, take an edible or whatever. This would and be a great game to play high. It's literally like what better is like, what's a better feeling than getting high and playing computer? Truly. You know? <laughs> and that's how I felt like, you know, and it was, I did a lot of exploring. I'm like, something's supposed to, I played this for a pretty long time before I realized I could just kind of like jump or whatever. Cause I didn't really, I think at one point I went to another um, seed like on its own or I like played through the first one or whatever, but you can press all the different buttons. I accidentally almost bought it um, like by pressing a button for nine twenty nine or whatever it was. I like, I was like, Oh fuck. I accidentally downloaded uh, the HTML version like of the webpage while I was like exploring. And it's a lot of, so like I have like, um, 
I guess it's like synesthesia or whatever. Oh, wow. Um, where you like see, like you visualize or whatever the colors and like the way that the sounds um, are and like the way that they looked, I guess in my mind's eye were really interesting. It was like, like that was kind of like the main sort of, you know, notes or whatever, which I thought was cool. So I have kind of fun to explore. I had a truly, a truly special experience uh, of this game, which is that Camille's parents are in town this weekend. And um, uh, they're, they're both very, you know, very, very smart. Uh, her mom is a professor. Like, they're just very, like, you know, kind of like a little like snobby and pretentious. Right. And so, uh, yeah. you know, we were saying like, oh, Eric is doing this podcast about like video games. And Camille's mom was like, oh, yeah, video games are all these, you know, like competitive and like you're against somebody or whatever, you know, just sort of this like. You know, she doesn't. She doesn't know. Oh my god! I was, and you got to be like, actually, I was like, we are playing this, and I pulled it up, and they were like, "What is? What, mm-hmm. is, what is this?" I was like, I, "This is what this is." And so, like, having I had, I had like kind of played it for about thirty seconds before yeah. this point, and mm-hmm. so I was like, I had no idea. I would, you know, I was just sort of like, it's just sort of colors and sounds, and like. Camille's like dad it looked it was like it was like the scene in um in the the Ben Stiller model movie the what's um mm-hmm. Zoolander Zoolander where they see the computer right and they and they like act like monkeys with the computer mm-hmm. so like her dad like picked it up and was like dragging around on the mouse and was oh, like oh, I figured out how to make a sound go like if I go like this it goes like this mm-hmm. and then like her mom got into it and she was like uh, but can we change the colors and so like we figured out how to change the colors and she was like oh i like this a lot let's put it up on the screen like just like i i think i just like converted too old sure. into like games are cool like like she was like they, their I only want... experience is probably like mortal Kombat, like seeing that me like it's so violent you know or whatever and it's like that's not how things are these days <laughs> you know I... there's so many different types we were looking through the glossary, the sound glossary about like, you know, different seeds and stuff. I still don't know how to actually move through this game. So like, how did you get to another level? I'm trying to look at my notes because I was playing with my cursor and then I think I had a color change and I lost the dial tone at one point. Um, <laughs> and then it was like scary Halloween noises. Oh, maybe I think I just started the Rome seed after that. Um, but I was, I mean, I was, I was playing computer, truly, just pressing, pressing <laughs> buttons and seeing what happened. I think playing computer is such a good way to describe this because this game specifically, it feels very, it feels very new and modern in like kind of its outlook of like a very old version of computer, mm-hmm. you know, like. To play, like, play computer is such a way to, because this is, like, you could run the shit on, like, DOS. DOS, for sure. You know what I mean? This feels like a DOS game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And also, so you can go into the settings and you can play, I think I have them pulled up. You can do dynamic range, master, breadcrumb, directional cues. You can change all of this. Footsteps, instrument, although the instrument is always, I think, kind of the same. And then there's, like, poison, reverb. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like you can do like your recording engineering. And then I was like, this really feels like a bunch of like college dudes in a room being like, we're going to do, we're going to create the coolest, most <laughs> cerebral, 
game, you know, that there is. And I looked at like who made this. I'm like, there's not a woman in this group. You know, like this is very, <laughs> it felt very like male and like very um, sort of like, you know, the old sense of like the hipster or whatever. Like uh -huh. it felt like very much like I, I know so much more than you. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was like, okay, like I get what I'm, I'm looking at now, but I've really enjoyed myself. And like, you can like fuck around with the mixer, but like the average person is not, gonna want to fuck around with a mixer unless you're like a recording engineer yeah um, uh should we get to final thoughts on this one yeah aaron why don't we start with you for sure i i think i would play because i think this is like a good kind of like stress relief um and also sort of like um playing computer you know it's simple yeah and i think it's... you can just forget about the world for a minute and just and just listen to noises i also love <laughs> asmr so I'm like, oh, this, this is a is big cool. ASMR yeah. kind of game, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, so I enjoyed it. Play. Um, yeah, I I'm also a play. If you if you have a, a couple of um, uh, snobby in laws and you want to show them that mm -hmm. video games are more than they than they uh, think, then then this is the the game for you. I you know I would love to I would love to sort of like. If, if you could figure out if there's somebody, you know, out in the Internet land who like knows how to truly play this game, you know, like maybe advance yeah. like beyond what I was doing, which was just sort of like pushing keys. Like there might be like some more kind of like actual way to play this, you know, in a, in a more conventional sense. Let me know, because sure. my experience might be this the paid is version. I'm, you know, like, who knows? I feel so. We played a game recently called Glittermitten Grove, which also had <laughs> another game hidden inside. That of game it. really so, fucked up the way I look at video games. It really like, did. wait, is there another? The, the same thing happened with me with uh, I'm bored, like, explore ruins. I'm like, wait, is this like Glittermitten Grove where there was actually a much deeper game hidden oh, inside of it? No. So, like, up, maybe inside of this, there's another game that I, there's but like, else. even just the experience of just like pushing buttons and like hearing sounds and watching like colors sort of change like you know it's worth it it's worth it check out sounds writer i'm a play how about you alex um i am a big time play this is like that i think the sort of shit that i fucking love mm -hmm. um the exploration angle of things i also didn't play for super duper long but it's the it's the kind of thing that i pick it up and like instantly i'm like oh i love this i love that this exists i love that someone made this and no matter what i'm gonna love it you know what i mean um and as i i messed around with it for probably like 15 minutes or so and started to encounter other parts of the like the you guys discovered the beach at all walking around no. yeah like exactly yeah i heard that one yeah you mm -hmm. get there, but it does take a lot of patience to be able to experiment and figure out exactly sort of which things are going in. And there is not a ton to uh, grab onto in it. But for a while, I was just closing my eyes and trying to go off of sound alone. And that was really fun, too, even cool. though the visuals are nice. So there's something cool going on here. You know, the idea of just being able to explore this thing through sound and like color alone, sort of the very, very reduced idea of a walking simulator. Um uh, I really, really love. Um, so I am a, definitely a play on this. I also just wanted to call out on their website, they have a list of ongoing project demons, yearnings, and everything else. I'd love to read it. It's not going to take very long. For sure. Is this the person who made the game? This is what they, they do. Um, now, it, uh, they identify as they, them. 
uh, ongoing projects, working a government job, an occasional freelance project, planning an unannounced game, supporting my games in their open source engine, finding new music and adding it to my listening diary. Demons, outlasting the pandemic, finding peace and prosperity in my moral corpus, battling my mental health to get up, live, and stay connected, being mindful of our climate crisis by thinking global and acting local, eroding capitalism to build an equitable society for all folks that's not driven by wealth or systematic violence or oppression, yearnings, catching a punk show at one of the neighborhood bars, supporting the local queer burlesque scene, spending time with my friends, everything else, wearing a mask, living a simple, a small, simple life, getting messy with paint on a day off, blurring dusty emo records on my turntable, and spending time with my partner. Oh, that's so nice. Good for them. Yeah, last update in February 2021. Yeah. A wonderful little reminder of the world that uh, we all lived in recently that we're starting to come mm -hmm. out of a little bit. But I thought that was like a sort of a lovely rumination. And for a person like that to make a game like this, it's just like, yeah, they are very on the right track in terms of exploring something different and creating something mm -hmm. kind of truly unique. Uh, and I love that. Mm -hmm. So thanks for making it. Yeah. Very yeah. rad. Um, next up, forget the breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Hard, <laughs> hard, uh, hard shift by Farron uh, Bortemu. Action. Uh, the, the description for this is so funny because really this is an action sort of puzzly kind of game that happens in real time. But the description is this action breaks drift drifting multi-track rail runner track train like <laughs> if you're thinking of what type of game it is that's what it is uh -huh. it's a, a runner track train game that uh, sounds like seo yeah somebody just writing seo <laughs> description a game about driving a train without brakes by multi-track drifting two train engineers are working on building their own machines but they forgot to add the brakes but uh they will multi-track drifting their way along the railway no stopping required uh, yeah so it 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 feels like a like a flash game in, in a lot yeah. of ways, right? Like it's a, mm -hmm. it's a pretty um, simple game where you've got two train cars that are going and you can control up and down with both of them, but it's like, it's fairly independent. This game fucking ruled. I, oh, I love it. Absolutely mm -hmm. loved it. I absolutely. I was adored just playing it. it before we started again. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, play this again!" <laughs> it's so cool. Like you have to like split your brain in half in order to yeah. to For play sure. this game correctly, right? Because one, it it, it was funny because like my experience of the first level was like, "Okay, I get this. This is easy." You know, whatever, right? I have to push up, and then and then as soon as they introduce the part where the track kind of mm -hmm. splits and your back half goes in the different direction from your front half like my brain was just like ah! and there were times when i was like in the zone and doing it and i felt like a genius and then there mm -hmm. are other times where it was just like complete mental overload cannot like think about it too much i fucking i had a blast what i a have to ask you guys how far did you how many seconds did you guys get in before like what was your record it was like something like a hundred 40 or 100 oh wow there was yeah, yeah. that's a lot eric i think <laughs> i can't remember i think i got to the place after the city is where mm -hmm. i got to i don't yeah how how far did you get i got into the so i cleared the first one and then i got i could not get through the second i think that was the city right i See, you felt like a genius. I felt like a fool. Like I'm like I'm like my brain doesn't work this way. Yeah. I'm like I'm, I can only keep track of one thing at once, and things are going because it's it's not just where you run into a wall and like that's the end. If you get too far apart from your other friend, you mm -hmm. break apart. Yeah. So keeping them on the same and the the tracks are switching. I mean, that was that was a really challenging. But I'm like I feel and it changes every time. Like it's a new seat every time where it's yeah. like a different sort of track. 
um, which I think is cool and great, especially like, cause it keeps you thinking like, okay, my last strategy was to do X, Y, Z. Now I have to do something completely different. Although maybe it'll come back in like 10, 10 different attempts or whatever. So I thought, I found it very difficult. I only got to like 70 or 80 seconds. Um, it's hard. And, it's a very yeah. hard game. Yeah, the- I got I got to about 97 seconds on the first thing, and I had just unlocked the Steam engine, the next uh, one up from the from the little guys on the the thing. So I and didn't then- even play with. Can I? I couldn't figure out how to actually play with the Steam engine. You got to go back, and then there's like some arrows you have to push. the The intro screen is not super um, user friendly in terms of how to do it, but I would check that out, Eric, because the speed increases a little bit, and all, but also the time between. Um, decreases so you can make quicker moves between the two or you have to make quicker moves between the two of them yeah. as it's going on so it's like a bit of an increased difficulty level with okay. it um which is fun i i thought i mean this game was cool i imagine that aaron like you i actually think that this brain is specifically made to like frustrate me in a lot mm-hmm. of ways because i have a learning disability that like doesn't come up very often now i'm a, not an adult trying to do math all the time or learn mm-hmm. a new language but i have a sequencing disability really? and this is explicitly not what i'm good at like watching it come along it's like okay the order in which i have to do things to make sure that things get executed properly Mm -hmm. and this thing i get really lost and confused and fuddled so this game is just like completely hacking into that part of my brain that i have a ton of difficulty with and being like uh this is so crazy it's like it, it sort of i think it's kind of like the feeling of playing a musical instrument where you have to get your brain and your hands to look at things at different ways and do different things at different times. You know what I mean? At like in the correct time signature sort of a thing. For so sure. when it's you're like touching things, your head yes. rubbing your belly. It's exactly. It's really yeah. Hard. And for me, I have um, ADHD. So like uh, not as intense, like I don't have like dyslexia or anything like that, but I still found myself being like, I can't concentrate. I can't, I can't watch both okay. at the same time because that's just not how my brain works either. That's rough. Cause I'm like a, like I have the opposite problem where I'm a genius and like nobody <laughs> understands. I almost got her. My said, brain like, works poop, poop, fart, 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 poop, poop. <laughs> Pooping and farting and shitting. Um, yeah, well you mu- it must be nice to like have a, your brain work. Well, it's actually like even harder, I think because people sort of resent me for it. What's uh, so crazy <laughs> is that I've actually been playing this whole time while you guys have been talking on the podcast and you didn't even notice. So I conquered my disability. Yeah. I actually didn't know that. And that's so interesting. It's so interesting that it comes up on something like this where like, I just can't. Yeah. It's yeah. This, this game, like it's difficult with, without, you know, just sort of like, it is difficult. Like it's not, I, you know, like separate from, from, uh, it's just, it's like, it feels truly wild. And it does feel like you have to like do something with your brain that like Mm -hmm. is atypical, like that you don't Mm -hmm. have to do. Are you like a math person? Yeah. 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 Okay. There you go. Like I can look at a number and be like, "What the fuck is this?" That's how I feel when I look at numbers. I'm truly like, "Oh my god!" You see, when Eric's playing this game, he's just seeing the code matrix style, just all equations and fractals (laughs) and shit like that. Binary and like. Oh, you guys didn't uh, get this game. What about PEMDAS? How are you with PEMDAS or Sokotoa? You know that sort of shit. If you master that, this game is no problem. Just so. Good for you, Eric. Truly. Thank like, you. Thank somebody's you. Gotta, somebody's got to be good at math. Truly. Somebody does. I don't know yeah. anyone. You're one of the first people I've met, you know, being in the artist community. 
<laughs> you know what I say to Eric's uh, uh, attitude about like math limiting himself to try to seem cool to fit in with us? Forget the brakes, man. Just go as far as you as far as you possibly can. <laughs> All right. Final Uh, final thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big time play on this one. This Mm game enters the pantheon of super fucking fun, simple flash arcadey style games that we played in the bundle. It's not the very best of it, but it is up there. It's like got to be in the top ten of like fun, simple arcade games that you can just keep on playing and progress through. Uh, Play it. It's what the fuck are you doing that's so good that you can't uh, take a half hour of your day to play this game? Uh, Eric, what do you think? Yeah, also also play on this. Also, all three of these games that we played, I, we mentioned already, but they're browser games. So, like, you yeah. could right now just like pop pop this bad boy over and yeah. Go, you what, know, are you and what are you doing? What are you doing? Still listening to us? Like, it's it's fun. It's uh, it definitely you know in that in that space of like there's a point yesterday. I mean, like you know the the theme of my video game experience this weekend was like Camille's parents were in town, so like. I had like some downtime while Camille and her mom were online shopping or whatever. And I just sort of like sat there and napped and then played forget the breaks. And just like, it hits me right in that spot of being like challenging in a way that makes me want to like continue to return to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like just that, like you're like, like you said, Alex, that like arcade, you know, style thing where it's mm-hmm. just like, cause I think what also starts to happen is, yeah, it's not that, you encounter it is a it's it's randomly generated but like you start to encounter sequences that become familiar in some ways right where you're like oh this chunk and this chunk and this chunk feel familiar and so there's a little bit of that experience that kind of happens the more you play it and so it does i think any game i i love the experience of like playing a new game and feeling like you're getting better at a new game Mm. and like because this game is is very much unlike any other game that we played, you know, different from uh, like Soundstrider, like it is different yeah. than any game that we played, right? And uh, the experience of like slowly kind of learning that and and adjusting to that, I, I find to be very uh, attractive and satisfying. So I'm a, a big time play and forget the breaks. How about you, Erin? I'm a play because it was it was fun. It was genuinely fun. The music was so fun and it, it does repeat you know like once you crash or whatever it reminded me of angry birds like when i first the feeling that i had when i first played that i'm like mm. Fuck! you know <laughs> but also like i i must i must keep playing like i i legally have to um because i want to feel um i want to get to the next level or whatever mm. um and it hit the reward center of my brain for sure um can you save this game or is it just the, you have to i think you can on the desk i think on the Got desktop it. version you can Cool. That's oh, it's great to know. Yeah, it re- it restarts you at the at the beginning of the next level. Or, rest- mm-hmm. Yeah, of like the next part. So there's, I mean, but maybe I need to. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I think so. I don't yeah. Know. Well, I'm a definite play. Super fun. You guys should all check it out. And if you don't, sucks. You're a fool. Sucks. And if you don't, sucks. If you don't, you sucks. Don't. Play computer, guys. Play computer. Take it from Aaron. Play computer. Get high and play computer, and also shitting and farting. Shitting and farting is fun. Aaron, thank you so much for oh being God, our guest this so week on Bundle Buddies. Me. Where can folks find you online? Is there any projects coming up you want to plug? What's going on? That's What's a up great with question, the, a- the EKVP? 
That's a great question. I've really been dreading answering it because, you know, during the pandemic, I felt like I was just in survival mode. I didn't have a creative thought in my head. Still, still don't. Um, I was really starting to get going. I made like a short film just before, like a week before the pandemic hit. And that can be found on YouTube at um, Aaron K. Vampe, I think is my YouTube. My my uh, social media, like I barely post, I feel like on Twitter or anything like that. But I just want to say for people who are like creatives who didn't do anything creative during the pandemic, that's okay. You survived. Oh, hell yeah. And your creative thoughts will come back to you. And like, I'm struggling being like, oh, I have nothing to pitch. Usually I'd be like, come see my show or like, you know, um, I have this new video or whatever, but like legit, I have nothing <laughs> and that's okay. You know, yeah, totally. it's okay to have nothing. Yeah. And like, we'll all have something soon, you know? So totally. Not the me. closest thing I have is my YouTube and that's just my name. Unfortunately <laughs> for me and Eric, the only thing we got going on is this freaking podcast. So we can, never I mean, it's a it fucking work of art. <laughs> yeah. Catch me on bundle buddies, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. You've just listened to it. Listen to the episode again, do some more yeah. dishes, get the, <laughs> sure. get the backyard hedges trimmed up. Aaron, thank you so much. You're wonderful. We love you. That was a great episode of a podcast. Oh, Alex, I think that we're getting really good at this. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, our guests next week are Tim Dunn, Clayton Marchison, and Kellen Terrett. They were the hosts of the Chicago-based gaming podcast Talking Games with Tim and Clayton and Kellen. And I used to listen to it a lot. Uh, it's a classic No Eric episode. Yeah, I think uh, I was celebrating my, my anniversary he loves his dang wife so much. I do so that's my why dad. my only marriage is to podcasting. <laughs> uh, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What do you know? Uh, uh, I, your wife, Katie, and my wife are like good friends, and now I have to tell my wife that you said that. A two, a bundle. Buddy. I have to. I have to tell them because neither of them listen to the podcast. <laughs> I know they'll never they'll never hear this. We've buried it so deep in the app. The games we play are Alphal's Grove by It's Alf, an action shooter 3D platformer that's fast paced in the first person and roguelike. Uh, Orbis, Throw Them All by Madness Studio, a 2D arcade, casual, colorful, endless single player game built in Unity, and Purple Noise Echo by Yukio Q, a strategy, adventure, atmospheric exploration, sci-fi story game. Be sure to check us out. Uh, like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there, please. And track us down on the web at bundle underscore buddies on Twitter. Twitter. Alex. Twitter. Alex. I love you. Hey, I love you too. And we love you. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bundle Buddies is produced by Alex Honnett and Eric Roth. Our theme song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hi. Hi!